Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Parents' job is to be so curious about the experience of their child that they feel what the child is feeling while they're feeling it in real time. They can sense the experience that the child is having. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from Clear and Open. Getting mastery is a slow process. As much as we love a hyper-focused training montage across a week or a month that deposits us at our goal, in reality, skill requires slow, methodical application of curiosity. Curiosity is essential no matter what it is you're striving to achieve. The downside, or so it may seem, is that curiosity can often lead to discomfort. But you can't grow without discomfort. And once you realize that, you can start to view discomfort as a good thing rather than something to avoid. This episode was originally recorded as part of the Claiming Self-Authority course, available at courses.clearandopen.com. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I love your feedback. Or if you're not enjoying the show, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. As I say so often, the sports... uh, training montages that we see in films do such a disservice, right? Because we see like in Rocky or whatever, whatever goal someone has, it shows them training and working hard and willing their way through it. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. How you gain speed on a guitar or with a punching bag or whatever, it's through diligent, slow, tedious curiosity. One of my martial arts teachers would teach how to um, uh, heavy bag technique. He would say, first of all, your heavy heavy bag needs to be at least 100 pounds. And he would ha- have you fall forward. You know, a, a step, a step. he said, this was Peter Ralston. If anybody knows the guy, he's relatively unknown, but he's one of the greatest martial artists on the planet alive today. He said, this is the guy who said, a step is a movement of the foot to accommodate a shift in the pelvis. A step is a movement of the foot to accommodate a shift in the pelvis. This guy, when you, when you train with him, he reteaches you how to walk. Because most people, when they walk, they use the friction of their foot against the ground in a horizontal way, like as if you wanted to, you know, like dogs do that have to bury their crap, you know? <laughs> it's not that. You're not supposed to propel yourself forward with friction. And you can see this when babies are learning to walk. They fall forward. A lot of times they fall on their face, but they fall forward and then their feet move to stop them from falling. This is how you're supposed to walk. And somewhere along the way, we generally forget this. 
we start using even a little bit of friction in addition to the falling forward. And guess what? That makes you slow as hell. And so like in old Chinese uh, lore, they would have these like plum orchards where all these, uh, all these stumps and they would grease the stumps and you would have to walk from one stump to the other without slipping. But if you used any amount of friction, you would fall off. You have to relate to the ground vertically. Why? Because gravity is only doing up and down. So that's how you walk. You only relate to reality up and down. So it takes, you know, a good hundred hours to relearn how to walk this way. I mean, I find it really interesting, but <laughs> for most people, they go, oh, I want to learn how to punch and kick and throw people down. What are you telling me? I have to walk? I have to relearn how to walk? That's crazy. It's the same with music. You know, there's always these fundamental things. Uh, singing, you know, if you don't, if you don't have good posture, you're not going to be able to sing well. That's how you hold your instrument, sternum lifted, shoulders back, chin level and slightly up, you know, and that could be quite a challenge. How did I get start? How did I get on this subject again? <laughs> Someone help me. This is Jolene. You were asking about, uh, oh no, Violet asked about curiosity and you said it was about truth. That's how you started. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, truth. I would say also, would you say the upstream for you, truth, you've mentioned before, is your core value, but couldn't the upstream of curiosity be whatever anybody else's core value would be? Sure, yeah. Yeah, the one thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's how we let off uh, the Learning for Change course, the one thing, which is a kind of core value. Thanks, Jillian. Yeah, I mean, I'd say for me, it's truth, and I tend to project that onto people. So if truth isn't your one thing, I would say, well, what is your one thing? What's the most important thing to you? Is it excellence? Is it love? Is it whatever it is? Is it honesty, integrity? Because look for inside that, curiosity is always going to be a governing dynamic of it. You know, integrity is the most important thing to you. Well, then curiosity about where there's not integrity is crucial. Excellence is really important to you. Okay, then curiosity about where and how you're not being excellent is the governing dynamic. Curiosity is, it is the governing dynamic of all things in a way. It's like, you know, when you mix nitric acid and copper together, they form ions and they get curious about each other. They interact. There's a relationship there and then they form new things. In dance, two people come together with two different energies. They don't know what the dance is necessarily going to look like. And then the third thing happens. There's a relational, curious, responsive thing happening there. That's life everywhere, 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 everywhere. So if you want to stop suffering and start really thriving, get with the program. That's what life is. It's alive and responsive and curious and interested. It doesn't turn away from anything, ever. Can curiosity be one of your 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 core? Sure, as well. Sure, I mean, I would have some questions about it if someone told me their core thing was curiosity, but that could just be because I'm curious. But I would want to hear it from someone like curious because it's. Mm, yeah, I've never heard anybody say it was, but certainly it could be. I I came to the conclusion that that was mine after the class. <laughs> cool, go with it. Yeah, yeah, go with it. I've never heard anybody say that. I, like I, I thought that was creativity. And then right, I remember I, that. one of those classes, you guys were saying, well, what, what are you when you're creative? Mm. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, 
there's an openness and a curiosity that comes before the creativity. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And cool. Go with it. And curiosity is good. That, that will make you clearer too, because what we were talking about before, if you're curious about, hmm, what do I really think about this? That clarifies your thinking. You see, curiosity solves all problems. But it, the, the reason we resist it is because it, you, it often, I'd say, makes things a little more uncomfortable before it makes them comfortable. And that's, well, I'm glad, glad we arrived at that because that's another key thing. The willingness to subject yourself to discomfort. That's a really key thing. Because if you think your life is about being comfortable slash happy as often as you can, you won't be curious. Curiosity has to include a, a kind of neutrality of like, I'm curious about this, just like that financial statement thing I was talking about. Well, if we see that number and we can't do anything about it, then we can't do it. Well, it's just like, well, don't you want to know even if it's the worst news in the world, right? That's the thing. Because what I'm, I'm arguing here, that soul, which is an aspect of life, the essence of life, it doesn't contract from truth. It doesn't go, oh no, don't tell me the bad news. I can't hear it. Wait, wait, wait. It doesn't do that. It doesn't spare the, the sick zebra from the lion. It's like, well, you're the sick zebra. You get eaten. That's how it is. You burn all the oil? Well, you heat up the atmosphere. That's how it is. That's how it is. It's immediate and direct with consequences. So when we're responsive in that way, you get too many people on the planet, here's a pandemic for you. Contagious, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is, especially when you got 7 billion people in close quarters. Check that out. You think this is the last one in our lifetimes? Ha. Hmm. Not much resources for all these people. How's that going? Oh, you're not paying attention? Here. And yet you don't see anything in the media much about like the overpopulation problem. You know, Bill Gates is doing his thing about it, but it's sort of like not the main conversation, is it? So, uh, oh, and creativity. I want to say something about that. Yeah. Creativity, what's upstream, as you just said, Rebecca, brilliantly and clearly, I might add, upstream of creativity is curiosity. You know, I once saw a, um, a guitar composer. It was so cool. He was like, I feel like my job as a composer is to explore the relationship between two chords. And he just played one chord, then he played another. And he's like, take this piece, for example, I wrote. I just started with these two chords. And I thought they were kind of interesting. And then I explore the relationship. Okay, what are the tonal elements of each one? What scales do they share? What are some chords that share some of one notes and some of the others? And he just started playing around. And then that's where it came from. And exploration was beautiful. Totally beautiful. Joseph? Yeah. Can I jump back to the code of conduct? Uh-huh. Because as I was doing the homework this week, I became really curious about the, I guess it's the relationality between them. So... Um, clear and open code of conduct is our my company's code of conduct as well to make it easier and simple. And I did find as I was going through that I think what um, I know myself, but I think my leadership team um, risks discomfort, so they steer away from the truth. They, we stutter step there and then we jump back. Mm-hmm. But is that directly connected to excuses? Because as I dug deeper, it seemed like we the leadership team was afraid to get right to the truth. And when they got close to it, they 
veer to excuse to finger pointing. It really seemed to me that they were totally connected. Or, or oh, absolutely. The, an excuse is a verbal expression of an internal turning away from truth. That's what it is. Kind of a shame I never defined it earlier than that as that such. Well, I think I, I've talked about excuse. It comes from the Latin ex causa. It's an externalization of the cause. And that's why I coined the term incuse, which is about being curious about looking at what the actual uh, issue is. So it's an externalization of cause. But why? A, a curious person would ask because, because they don't want to look at the truth. Because it's why? Because it's scary. Why? Because, yeah, because scary things are uncomfortable. Why? Because as parents, uh, as children, they didn't have parents who could support them to be in reality without contracting. No, they didn't have someone who was really curious. It's another way of saying it. All of us have deficiency in our childhood, deficiency of curiosity from our parents. Parents' job is to be so curious about the experience of their child that they feel what the child is feeling while they're feeling it in real time. They can sense the experience that the child is having. That's what resonant parenting is. And almost no one in the world does that sufficiently. Wouldn't that work for spouses as well? It's different because it's not a requirement to do that for a spouse because that would be codependent. That's providing a parenting need. So yeah. what I would say is in a relationship, it's a great question. In a relationship, oh, that's a good question. How would I say that? In a relationship, there are natural arisings of that res empathy is the word I use for that. There's natural arisings of that emotional resonance without it feeling like a job or a requirement. It just happens. You feel, you care so much, you love the person so much, you care so much about them that you want to and do feel uh, what they're feeling. You know, occasionally, not every moment like a child needs, but it happens ongoingly. But it's not like a job. Uh, and you're not like holding space for them like a therapist does. I could talk for an hour about that. That's a great question. And we're already out of time. One day I'll have the guts to do a course about relationships. Some people have asked about that. Not ready to do that yet, but perhaps in the near future. Okay, so um, this was session nine. So there'll be one more assignment. I have no idea what that's going to be, but uh, hopefully uh, for me, by the end of the day, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll be curious and I'll be responsive and maybe some of you will say some things and, and you know, that's, how, that's how I do these things. It's what did I, I wrote them down here. Response, responsivity or responsibility, relationality, and curiosity. Oh, the assignment will be about that. That was that was like a circle there. I was like, I was curious about what the assignment was, and then I looked at this post-it, and then see how that works. The, the cool thing about responsibility, relationality, and curiosity is, and what's markedly different from operating mind first is it's not about knowing your way through reality. You see. And that's another piece that answers Wael's question, why aren't we curious? Because we're freaking conditioned in school for 15 plus years that it's about knowing, about knowing, about knowing, about knowing, about knowing. At no point in any of your educations, I would bet, did 
a teacher give you an A or accolades for saying, I have no idea, but I'm really curious to find out. You get no props for that, right? Or asking the teacher a question they don't know the answer to. They don't like that. But what they should say is like, wow, that's a great question. I don't know. Tell you what, why don't you research it and give us a five-minute presentation at the beginning of the next class about it? I'll even help. School is not about curiosity. It's about knowing, nailing stuff down. And no wonder it doesn't prepare us for, I mean, unless it's a trade, you know, like medicine or lawyering or whatever. But in general, we're not taught to be curious. We're taught knowing is important and not knowing is a thing too. Curiously not knowing your way through things. Like, you know, when you're in a fight with your spouse, knowing shit in that moment usually makes it worse, doesn't it? But being curious about the other person's experience and being able to let go of your point of view, that's almost always the name of the game. And yet we didn't spend a single minute doing that in school. Go figure. Okay, so I'm as curious as you are about what the assignment will be. Stay tuned. Thanks for being here. And I'll see you next week. Aloha, you guys. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.